Today, we welcome to the podcast Tom and Diane Ehrenberg, who are joining us from New Mexico. Thank you both for sharing your experiences with our Kathy's House listeners. I thought we'd start out by maybe telling um, our listeners a little bit about yourselves. Um, Maybe, Diane, you can go first. Okay. Well, um, we raised our family in Milwaukee, so that's how we know about the wonders of Schrader Hospital. And um, in 1988, I came out to New Mexico for a painting workshop at Ghost Ranch with two friends of mine and basically never looked back. I moved here full-time in 2009 and we kind of did the O'Keefe Stieglitz thing where Tom stayed in Wisconsin and he would go back and forth uh, 50% of the time until 2017 when he moved here um, for good. And that's my story. And, uh, yeah, so that's how we ended up here. Lovely. Having spent a little bit of time there, I am very envious. That is for certain. <laughs> And Tom, eventually you got down there full-time, it sounds like. Yes, I worked, uh, spent my career with Accenture in Milwaukee. And uh, uh, when this all started, um, I'm I'm a big patron of the arts, which means I try and support Diane. And uh, I kept working for a while. Uh, we had a daughter at EWM, so it, there was some reason to stick around in this halftime thing. And I'm happy to be here. It has things that I like, which is um, golf courses, motorcycle roads, and a Harley dealer. So we're both uh, we're both in our spot. So Diane, tell me how you found your way to Kathy's house. Well, it's kind of a long journey. Uh, it actually started in 2015. I was diagnosed with uh, neuroendocrine cancer of the pancreas and um, received treatment for that. I was, I thought, cancer-free for seven years, but then um, in in July of this year, I found myself unable to walk, and uh, so long story short, my treatment team in at Freighters said, come right away, don't even go to the hotel, just go right to admissions. And so in a whirlwind of five days, I I left here and then had kind of a monumental surgery, um, not with my cancer team, but the first thing they had to deal with was the tumor that was pressing in on my spinal cord. Uh, That was the A number one priority. And then now we're dealing with um, the cause of it. Sure, sure. But um, the recovery time from the spinal surgery meant that we had to hang around Milwaukee and um, have some other scans. I had 10 days of radiation to the surgical site and a bunch of appointments and when I was in the hospital, they had told me about the possibility of Kathy's house. And it just really sounded like the best option, but they weren't sure they were going to have room for me. 
or us, I should say us, because it was both of us. And um, when it came time to be discharged, uh, something opened up. I hope it wasn't a bad reason that I got somebody else's spot, but I was very happy to go right from freighter to Kathy's house um, with Tom. And we were there for two months going through all the follow-up appointments and radiation. Wow. That's quite, that's quite a leg. And you said it was during the summer, this past summer. Yeah, it was during the summer. Yeah. So I got discharged. I don't even know. I think the 28th. 28th. Yeah. The 28th of July and went right over to Kathy's house and uh, Mary who met us at the door uh, is a wonderful person and her mom and sister live in Santa Fe. So I had an immediate friend. And um, so it just felt right all the way along and it continued to feel right for two months. It was a really healing and incredible experience. How would you describe Kathy's house to someone? It's not necessarily something that someone would even know about, right? Right. I think that they're um, probably few and far between and, you know, I almost have to describe it to people like it's a Ronald McDonald house, but it's for everybody, not just um, families with children. It's just an incredibly well thought out, well designed facility. And you all have to know that I was a commercial interior designer for most of my adult life. And I am very tough to please when it comes to function. And I'm also short. So I'm in that bottom 5% of people that really don't fit into chairs or, you know, that when I was pregnant, they had to make a seatbelt extender for my car because the seat had to go all the way up, but then it stretched the limits of the the seatbelt. So um, I'm just one of those people where nothing fits. And I have to say at Kathy's house, everywhere I went was comfortable. And I think pretty much everywhere Tom went, he was comfortable. So I don't know how they found that sweet spot of seating and everything that that works for all sizes of people. When you when you were at Kathy's house, um, Tom, what were you doing um, while you were at Kathy's house with Diane? What was what did you see uh, as your role? I was Lyft driver to and from all of our appointments. I was uh, Chef Tom uh, making meals. Um, And while she was resting, I had had workspaces to do what I do now, which is I serve on some community boards, a couple in Milwaukee and a couple out here, one out here, one on the East Coast. So I had some nice workspaces. And then... uh, uh, I got a lot of book reading time. Um, so it was a, for me, it was a, a, a very functional environment. Um, it was a, um, it, the hardest thing to describe is frankly, just the culture of everybody you're with there. They're all going through a fairly traumatic experience. Some want to talk, some don't want to talk. Um, 
but either on either side of that, it just felt very supportive. Um, you were, um, you can feel very alone. I could feel very alone going through this with Diane, but in, in the building, in the house, you didn't feel like you're you realize there are other people going through the same thing, worse things, um, as us. So just psychically, it was a, it was a very supportive environment. Did you find that Diane? Did you find that kind of support? Yes. And, um, you know, I would always try to read people's energy. I'm a kind of an empath and, um, you know, I, some people, I gave them their space and other people wanted to talk and, um, and people afforded me the same courtesy. You know, some days I really just felt like I just need to be alone with me. And, um, it was just a very, uh, respectful and calming environment mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and supportive. You know, the staff was really incredible. Would you have had other options if you if Kathy's house hadn't been there for post care before you could go back home? Uh, one option was to stay with Tom's sister in Plymouth, but we felt that the one hour drive to and from everything and sometimes, you know, my appointments were a couple of hours apart and it just would have made for a really long day. Um, that was one option. And then, of course, the other option is to stay at a hotel. And all I can say is we tried that when Tom had a hip surgery and our room ended up being under some construction workers that had brought in boom boxes and video games and they played them all night long and it just sure. wasn't conducive. Well, and I've also learned from talking to guests who have gone through treatments, uh, especially with cancer, that it's not always good to eat food that you haven't prepared because you want to minimize that bacteria load potential. Absolutely. Um, I mean, when I was done with my surgery, I had been on steroids, so I was actually technically diabetic when I left the hospital. And when you order out, even if you order from a restaurant or go to a restaurant, which I had, you know, not enough energy really to do that every day, um, you just don't know how the food is prepared. I mean, case in point, I ordered a sugar-free vanilla latte and I was really enjoying it until I realized, oh, this has got sugar in it. <laughs> and <laughs> so it was kind of a buzzkill, but you know, you just don't have as much control. And with the four beautifully appointed kitchen areas at Kathy's house, it made it so much easier. And I'm sure it wasn't easy for Tom because he had to do all the cooking. It just was nice to know actually what I was eating. Sure. Tom, how was cooking? It was fun. I enjoy cooking here at home. And it was fun watching other folks cook and preparing what they were doing. It was a fun part of the day for me, but it, I also felt like I was doing right by Diane uh, and getting her stuff that she liked and, and knowing that it was uh, prepared the way she liked it and healthy. Sure. Is there anything I haven't asked you about Kathy's house or anything 
that you'd want others to know? Well, just to know that it's available. I mean, how many people even have the opportunity to have a facility like that when they're going through some major health crisis? I would say that whole campus is spectacular. Freighted Children's uh, are, are top of the line healthcare. And um, on one end, you got Ronald McDonald House, and on the other end, you got Kathy's House. All of them are the same caliber of quality as Freighter and, and Children's. It, it felt for us, it felt seamless just going from one place to another, uh, just that, you know, when she was released and then going back and forth to appointments. That part of it, while it could feel onerous, wasn't. It was just it made everything accessible for us. Was there any ever any consideration of having your care somewhere closer to home? No, we went we went on that merry-go-round in 2015. You know, Freighter being a, a teaching hospital, you know, they do so many more procedures there than they do here. So you're getting expertise. You know, while I was a plane flight away and still is. Um, for the aftercare, it's just, you know, you're going to get uh, yeah. good care when you're there. Sure. Is there anything else I didn't ask you that you'd want to share? I just want to say again, everybody was kind and friendly and knowledgeable. You really couldn't distinguish between staff and volunteers. They might have had different tags on or something, but it was when you asked for help, somebody helped you right away. And, and it was all top quality help. That was unique in that the uh, level of service that you got from what was probably a volunteer, was you couldn't tell the difference. It's truly a committed group of staff, of volunteers. We're pretty clear on our mission and our purpose when it comes to our guests. And, you know, I told your executive director, you know, what a great model this would be to send worldwide. It's a beautiful model for healing and recovery. Yeah. And how they found that plot of land to think that there's something that, that I looked forward to painting when I was there said a lot because I am not an urban painter. I'm a landscape painter and that little, well, it's a pretty big lake out back with the gazebo and the beautiful vegetation and views was wonderful. And um, I got to be known as the sunset lady because I would go sit out on the front porch and watch the sunset behind the bulldozers at night. <laughs> and I think a lot of them thought I was crazy, but I made some pretty nice friends um, doing that. Uh, I made the best of your time. That's what you That's did. That's right. That's I what did. You did. I did. Yeah. Well, thank you both for spending time with us today. Thanks, Jerry. There is nothing more powerful than a personal account of how Kathy's house impacts people. And it's such an honor to have this opportunity to talk with both of you. Thank you both so much. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed Conversations with Kathy's House and would like to learn more, visit our website, kathyshouse.org. That's K-A-T-H-Y-S hyphen house.org. And you can subscribe to Conversations with Kathy's House wherever you listen to podcasts.